hosting for your tech life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Episode 294 of Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, thank you for all your emails, your comments and your questions throughout the week. Um, I shouldn't think about it, but the $40 million lotto draw has probably already been on. And well, Look, I haven't won it, and um, I'll be back next week. <laughs> if the show doesn't appear next week, you might want to uh, check with my work. If it didn't turn up there... I won. But there's a high likelihood, let's be statistically honest, that I'll be back next week. Now, let's be clear, if I win Lotto, I will be back for the show, but I'll probably just spend a couple of weeks travelling the world or something. Then I'll be back. Your tech life, this podcast, will be my focus. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) We have a couple of great calls tonight talking networks, we're talking Windows 10, we're talking all things, plus we're talking dog collars. Never thought I'd say that, because who would have thought the technology would come so far that it could be incorporated into a dog collar? But I have. If you are a dog owner, I genuinely think you will love this product. Genuinely think you will like this idea, and I really think you should potentially get the old uh, credit card out and think about supporting uh, what is a great little Aussie invention. Uh, we'll talk about that very, very shortly. But um, in the meantime, we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technology. I'll um, I'll read out some emails later on about a few different things, including whether or not you'd pay to listen to the show. That was a fun question I asked last week, and um, I got a few answers. Um, anyway, I'll, I digress heavily. Uh, it is wonderful to have your company. You can always get in touch on the website, eftm.com.au, or you can call um, and leave a message at 1-800-157-157. This is Your Tech Life. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life with Trevor Long. So, the iPhone 6S. That's the rumour. It's uh, it's a pretty solid rumour. I don't really think there's much uh, rumour in it, to be honest. I think... Um, um, it's it's a guarantee that this device will be announced sometime in September and available late October. I think we kind of know that these days. I don't believe they'll announce an iPhone 7. I believe they'll announce an iPhone 6S. What will it do? What will it do differently? I think um, pretty safely there's three things we can say about the iPhone 6S. First, firstly, it will have Force Touch. Now, Force Touch is Apple's technology they introduced into the MacBook and then into the Apple Watch, which allows you not just to tap the screen, not just to slide the screen, not just to pinch the screen, but to push the screen, and for the device to then recognize that as a new gesture. So a best example is on the Apple Watch, when you've got 10 notifications, you push and hold the screen, and you can clear all the notifications. When you're in um, messages, you can push and hold and compose a new message. So it's like creating a, a shortcut to something that doesn't need to then appear on the screen. It's actually very cool. On the MacBook, it is mind-blowing. It actually um, uh, it actually makes it feel like you're pushing down on the touchpad, but you're actually 
not making it move. It's very weird. On the Apple Watch, not so much. So I'm just worried that on the on the iPhone 6s, it'll be a bit meh. So it will have to wait and see what they utilize it for, what um, functions they put behind the Force Touch by default, and then we'll obviously wait and see what um, what you know default things they do. So what's built into iOS nine for Force Touch? So we'll wait and see on that. Now that's so that's number one. Number two, I believe they will smash out of the ballpark all other smartphone cameras, not by megapixels, not by anything else, but by sensor quality, by lens quality, a whole bunch of things. They will just improve remarkably, remarkably. And that will, once again, put them ahead of the pack. They don't have the best camera right now. The Galaxy S6, the LG G4, excellent cameras. Excellent cameras, but the camera software is probably letting it down on those devices. So I think it's actually an equal playing field, and I think when Apple comes out with the iPhone 6S, it will be better. So that's that's my opinion. Um, and the final thing, it will be bigger by fractions of millimeters. It will be bigger. And this has been proven by yet another leak from the famous or infamous Apple leaker, Sonny Dixon. Sonny is a young fellow from Melbourne who somehow, someway, somewhere gets products sent to him from China, from the factory floor. And he sort of sources those products out to bloggers and different things. And he sourced one out to um, the guy that originally posted a YouTube video of the iPhone 6 Plus bending. So he has sent, Sonny has sent the um, iPhone 6S kind of uh, back metal plate. So not a whole phone, just a metal plate to this guy, and he's done a video measuring it. And essentially, he's, he's shown that there's just incremental millimetres worth of extra metal around this thing, which will make it stronger, and therefore it won't bend as easily. Now, kids, anything will bend if you push it hard enough. So I think Apple just basically need to put a little bit more support around it. So that will be the iPhone 6S, in my opinion. And the 6 Plus S, 6S Plus, uh, will likewise have those three features. There'll be a bunch of other things, but iOS 9 will be the key, plus those three features. I think we've got it in the bag. That's uh, lock, stock, and barrel. If you want to see the photos of the, the iPhone 6X alleged case, the leaked photos, the leaked case in photos, um, and as well as the video, you can uh, check that out at eftm.com.au. going to struggle to find the tweets that I received um, talking about whether or not you'd pay for the um, uh, for the program because 
Because of the um, 31 giveaways in 31 days that we're doing on EFTM across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and the like, uh, they've got a lot of, a lot of messages. <laughs> it's very hard to find them. Very hard to find them. Um, but, and see, seven days ago I was doing the TCL comp today. We've got comps. So I'm just going to struggle. But, I, you know, I got a, a spattering of uh, messages. Uh, Andrew from Melbourne said, a uh, dollar a month by all your subscribers, you'd be fine. Uh, he suggested a thing called Patreon, um, which is a cr- kind of crowd subscription service. To be honest, uh, Andrew, I've looked at that, but the thing that scares me most is having something like that and then having three people sign up um, and just looking so dismally like a failure. So I prefer just not to do that. Uh, I think Rob suggested he might pay. Uh, and a couple of people, um, oh, here we go, uh, Daniel, uh, listen to you um, using Overcast from Melbourne. I haven't used Overcast. Now, would I pay? No, but I do pay $60 annually to subscribe to a comedy podcast. I I, <laughs> I laughed. I replied. Um, and all he said was, you're funny too in your own special way. So uh, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, Daniel. Um, uh, Colin listens via Pocket Cast. Good stuff. Um, and uh, there was plenty of others, but uh, thank you for those. And I had a great email this week from uh, Langdon uh, in Adelaide. He says, just a message to say, I listen to both your podcasts while coach driving overnight. I drive a tour coach full of AFL supporters from Adelaide to Melbourne. I find the show very interesting. It keeps my brain active during the long overnight drive. I get to catch up on shows in bulk. Reviews are great, and I find it a one-stop shop for the latest on toys. I'm a uh, convert from Apple to to Apple um, over the past six years. My home office still runs both systems, but my primary work is a Mac, iMac 27-inch, a MacBook Air, an iPad Air, an iPhone 6 Plus, as well as my old HP notebook and desktop. Jeez, you've got a fair office going on there, mate. Um, Very good, mate. I appreciate appreciate you getting in touch, Langdon. Very good of you, mate, and... uh, Toot the horn of the coach for us uh, overnight and wake someone up. That would be a bit of fun. But uh, go the Crows or whoever the other team is. I don't follow AFL. Uh, nor, nor know enough about Adelaide to be um, to be even close to it. <laughs> but thank you for your emails. If you've uh, if you've not been in touch, get in touch. Say good day. It's, it's allowed. It's allowed. You're allowed to get in touch. Uh, you are listening to Your Tech Life. So, um, the other product that I reviewed this week, and you can see the photos on EFTM.com.au, is the Logitech G29 Force Feedback Racing Wheel. So, this is the steering wheel for your PlayStation. Now, I've had the G27 for many years, a great wheel, pedals, combination for the PlayStation 3. The problem was, it didn't work on the PlayStation 4. Uh, the G29 is a $499 steering wheel um, for the PS4 and the PS3. So here's the deal. Upgrade the wheel now if you've got a PS3, and then it'll be ready for the PS4. Um, If you're lucky like me and you've got both, then it'll work with both. Um, The G29 feels a little bit stronger. The pedals feel a little bit more responsive. And more importantly, just the the general layout of the wheel is is more PlayStation-like. So um, the the buttons, there are all the PlayStation buttons are there. There's more controls on the wheel. Um, It actually just looks more like a racing wheel. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, if you know anyone that is half into uh, racing sims, 
then uh, you really can't go wrong. The Logitech G29 force feedback steering wheel is for PS3 and PS4, $4.99, as I say. I couldn't recommend it more. Um, Xbox users, they've got one coming out later in the year uh, called the G920. So that'll work on Xbox One. So um, very cool, very awesome. Um, If you know, (laughs) seriously, if you play racing games, you can't use your thumbs. That's just silly. You don't drive a you don't drive a car with your with your thumbs, do you? Do you? So anyway. Um that is uh that is a cool product. All the uh photos and review information are over there on the website, uh, eftm.com. You can see my nice little uh, racing setup with a Red Bull um play seat. I love that thing. I might even give it a give it a whirl tonight, maybe. Never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, and we do it all. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. Speaking of which, um, if you uh, if you're into health, fitness, and uh, such activities, think about the Forerunner range of products from Garmin. Um, they actually have a, a huge number of them, ranging from the Forerunner 15, the brand new Forerunner 25. Um, the 220, the 225, the 620, and the 920, going from your kind of simple up to your expert. Things like the 4Runner 25 has smart notifications, live tracking, activity tracking, compatible with heart rate um, monitors, compatible with foot pods, uh, and it has the virtual pacer. So it really takes your running to the next level. This easy-to-use running watch, the 4Runner 25 from Garmin, tracks distance, pace, heart rate, and per- heart rate and personal records. Stay connected on your runs with smart notifications so you'll never miss a call or text. When you're not running, you can still record progress with activity tracking to count your daily steps. Cracking great little product, the uh, the Forerunner 25. Um, uh, you can check availability on those things on the Garmin website, garmin.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. You can get in touch anytime you like. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Ian. Good, mate. What can I do for you? Well, I've got a, th- a few hiccups. Uh, first of all, I've got Windows 10 up and going, which was Beautiful. terrific. How old's the computer you put it on? Uh, four years. Okay. The laptop's a bio. Right. It's a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a touchscreen, yeah. four-year-old, so it would have been one yeah. of the very first touchscreens. One of the first ones that came out. And you know what's yeah. interesting? Does, that, does the touchscreen work out of the box with Windows 10? Not, didn't miss a beat. Really? That's excellent, no. because uh, you, you often... Oh, I've been worried about... Uh, you know, older hardware, and whether or not Windows has got all the information to keep it supported. So that's good oh, news. It just made, uh, no, Windows 8, as you know, had a lot of errors and a lot of bugs and things, all sorts of things, but it just snaps now. It's it's just amazing. Oh, that's excellent. So you've basically breathed new life into a four-year-old computer. Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. No, that's terrific. That's uh, I ran into some problems with, the only problem I think up ahead was a message from Symantec from Norton's. Yeah. Read the, uh, the, the new browser. The, oh, the Edge. edge yes. yes. Um, and they've advised not to use it because uh, Norton user, now they're talking about, mm. that the extensions aren't there at the moment. So, uh, the th- yeah, the thing about that is um, most of the browser protection that the companies like Trend and Norton offer, uh-huh. um, they're, they're kind of plugins to your browser and so yeah. and or an extension. So it, it seems like Edge hasn't provided for that yet or they haven't had theirs approved or they haven't got it working so yeah. what so they're, they're saying to you you know keep using something else like chrome they or said, something they said go back to windows 8 uh internet explorer pardon they said it's uh it is advised to go back to internet explorer until we uh, 
they can sort out the extensions. Yeah. And what did you do? Are you worried? Well, I've still got itch. Yeah, look. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, I, I don't go into funny sites anymore. Yeah, and look, I don't, the, I don't play that game. The protection that um, the protection that Norton and others provide in the browser is more, you know, that one step ahead of you on the links you click on kind of thing. And yeah. if you are a bit wise with your clicking, you, you will be fine. Um, mm. I have Trend Micro on my Mac, and it just what it does is it puts a little tick box next to um, next to links that it knows are safe, and and oh. I think it's nice and easy, but. Oh, to be honest, even if it said it was grey, oh, I wouldn't worry. But I've never come across it suggesting anything was red and don't click no. on it. The oh, other, the only other thing, if you, if you wanted to stay safe, maybe you'd go to Chrome or Firefox. But I think yeah, Edge I is nice. Firefox, but I don't like it. What do you, what do you think of Edge? I love it. No, I just love Windows. I'm an old Microsoft man from from way back. Oh. I've got iMacs and iPads and all sorts of things. I've got. A, I'm running two, two lights here, but I, honestly, I haven't turned the iMac on for three or four days. Oh, that's good news. That's very yeah, good news. No, I'm very yeah, I think you'd be safe. Play it safe. Uh, make sure Windows Defender is, is turned on and, and running yeah, in the background as yeah. well and extra protection. Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. My other little hiccup I had, mm. oh, I've got, um, and I've stepped away from it, I went out and purchased the new Nighthawk router modem. Yes. And it was very impressive. But I could not get it to function. <laughs> so it was very impressive to look at then. <laughs> well, when it, when I had it going, oh, you did and have then things started to happen. You know, it started to slow down. So I went back to uh, back to Norton's, and we went right through and checked the whole system. They said, no, it's fine. So I went to Big Pond, and um, it's basically they're saying I'm getting, I get good, my speeds on the, on the uh, speed test, we're up around six nine. Mm. Uh, six point nine. One down here mm. can't get anything else. No. But um, as soon as, as soon as it would start, you'd get to six nine. All of a sudden, it would drop away completely down to virtually nothing. So I, I virtually go up, and, and of course the the ISP provider said, "Well, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're giving you the speed that's required and all this, which is rubbish, of course, <laughs> as we all know the problems are." Between four and now, sort of like. Oh, so you're or, saying it's a prime time issue, and, and you think it could be streaming? It is streaming, I reckon. Wow! Well, I've got so many wireless, and we've got, I've got, you know, you can see your networks that are in the area, yeah. and there are so many going on after four. These kids who come out and get stuck in the call of duty, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during the day, your your connection is is as good as it gets on ADSL one, basically. No. Well, Touch touch wood at the moment. So I went back to my Netgear 6300. Uh, yeah, the 6300, which is a good little motor modem. I've kept it up to date. And I, could, I, I installed the Nighthawk, I suppose. Uh, it's got to be uh, many times. Pull it out, replug it, put the other one back in, replug it, put it back in. I did this over two or three days. Mm. I was doing this. I spent many hours with both Netgear and, and Big Pond, mm. and it all got down to they can't meet the speeds required. Yeah. So. Well, look, I mean, the thing is, remember, you can use your old modem to connect to the internet and you could upgrade the wireless in the home with the Nighthawk and, and just use the, the router part of the Nighthawk, for example. Yeah. Mate, I sent but, it back. Oh, you sent it back, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. And Netgear were terrific. They understood. Look, in the, the end, people. one day, the NBN will come. <laughs> and, and, yeah. yeah, 
Not in my time. <laughs> <laughs> Something will happen. You and I will talk one day and we'll be like, well, do you remember back that day we were talking? And yeah. I've just come back from Upper Warrawong up the other side up there and there's NBN going down the main streets and uh, not with him, kill you where I am. <laughs> Alright, well good on you mate and, uh, uh, thanks, and thanks for getting in touch. I'm glad you're enjoying Windows 10. Yeah, good to talk to you. Good on you mate. Anytime Bye-bye. if uh, you've got a question, a problem, a comment or you just want to have a chat about anything in your tech life jump on the blower, 1-800-157-157 or go to the website eftm.com.au Talking technology without the jargon Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long You know I love, love a good gadget You know I love a good Kickstarter but um, this one I can't relate directly to, but I'm very intrigued by. This one is called Buddy, the dog collar reimagined by a uh, couple of blokes in Melbourne uh, going by the company name of Squeaker. And uh, it is called Buddy, the dog collar. And uh, the boys, Chris and Fulvio, are on the line to talk about it. G'day, boys. How are you doing? G'day, buddy. G'day, Trev. Good, thanks. Listen... I mean, what's your background? Because you're obviously, this is not the first, this is not your only product. You actually have other products already in market, correct? Yeah, we do, actually. We've got a range of uh, light-up collars, uh, leads, and harnesses. That so, have, uh, so your specialty is, is pet um, pet accessories that use LED technology to light up and look funky and cool and have that visibility at night and that kind of stuff, yeah? That's right. Yeah, we, we, it's pet safety that's uh, fun to use. That's our kind of mantra. So how did that all come about? How long have you been going at that? Been doing it for just over a year now. And was that a Kickstarter-style thing as well, or did you get that going on your own? No, I was working in advertising for 12 years. Uh, and, ponytail um, Porsche driver. Yeah, I'm getting you. Uh, no, no Porsches there, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I was riding my bike, oddly enough, home from uh, some late nights at the office. Hmm. And um, as I was going down the bike path, I had an, an almost uh, – had a little head-on almost with a, a dog and a, and, a, and, a, and their owner who had the dog lead crossing the bike path. So I swerved to avoid them. And I thought to myself, oh, you know what? Why don't they just light up? So I did a bit of yeah. research. And um, about, I don't know, a year and a bit later, uh, the product came to life. So then you fast forward to now. And yep. you've got a Kickstarter project for... What I struggle to explain today to, to random everyday radio people would would be described as a fitness tracker slash geolocator slash light up dog collar. D- give me the give me the basic rundown. How, what's your elevator pitch when you when people say to you what's your what's your new product? Well, essentially, we're we're in the light up business. We're in the illumination business. We keep dogs safe by lighting them up at night. And we originally, we wanted to create a dog collar that you could control RGB LED. So basically, you could control the collar illumination by your phone. Mm-hmm. And we ended up actually creating that prototype. And we looked at each other and we thought, oh, we'll launch our Kickstarter. And we thought, you know what? doesn't do enough. It needs to do more, right? There's, there's, there's a whole range of smart collars out on the market at the moment that do exactly the same thing. And we thought, well, why don't we just combine what we already know with the GPS tracking and the fitness tracking of, as a Fitbit would do for your dog? And this is where we are. And 
you know, the you've obviously put a massive amount of work in it because if people go to Kickstarter and search for Buddy the Dog Collar, you'll you'll see the video, you, you'll see the the app integration ideas. You know, you t- it looks like you're utilizing the same concepts as the Apple Watch style fitness tracking to to get activity monitoring. And yeah. my, my I don't have a dog, so I, I I do struggle to relate. I'll be honest, but my thought is that when you get home, um, and and your your dog, you don't know how active they've been that day. You've got no idea what they've been up to. You've got no idea whether they've been running around having a great time or sitting on their fat ass on the lounge just doing nothing. So press the button, see how many steps they've taken. Is the steps multiplied by four or divided by four? How does that operate? Well, the steps around, basically we use, we've gone through several algorithms and we sort of based the dog algorithm, um, so to speak, on on human interaction. So. Mm You'll, let's say you're at home, for example, and you want to know whether your dog's sleeping. Maybe it's sick. Maybe it's, um, it's just, you know, you've taken it to the vet the, the night before. Um, you want to know how active it is. You can set notifications via the device, and you can basically have it push you notifications and tell you whether your dog's alive, sleeping, um, active, whether it's, you know, what, what kind of movement your, your dog is doing while you're not there. Mm. Um, and we do that via a three-axis accelerometer. So... Yeah, in a similar way to all the all the other trackers go. Now, now before we talk about some of the options here, let me understand the Kickstarter concept because, to me, you, you you've got a massive request. You're trying to get three hundred and eighty five thousand dollars. That is probably one of the bigger Kickstarters I've seen. Um, you know, I see a lot of Kickstarters. Some of them want ten grand. Some of them want a hundred. A lot of them want twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. In in a few days, you've already raised fifty four thousand dollars. You're a long way off, 385. Yep. Why 385? Do you feel like you've bitten off more than you can chew or is that just absolutely the number you need to get to bring any form of concept to life? Well, my opinion is I think we've got the most honest Kickstarter on Kickstarter because we have no – all the funding is all our own. We've reached into our own pockets. We have no uh, backing from venture capitalists. We haven't got pre-orders waiting to go. We're not part of a uh, – an incubator. an incubator or anything like that. This is just all our own money, and this is pretty much what it costs to develop the product ready for commercial use. So factoring in absolutely everything. So and it's Australian dollars, don't forget. So realist, realistically, it's about two hundred and ten US, two hundred ten thousand US dollars. Mm. So it's not it's not that crazy when you think about it because the Australian conversion pumps it up quite a bit. Sure, it makes it look a bit more expensive, but it's not. I don't think it's crazy to expect that we couldn't hit that target so to, and and then on the final on the business side of things um <clears throat> explain to me how and i don't look i'm i've never gone to the bank for a loan other than a mortgage but is it simply the case that you wouldn't go to a bank these days with a business plan that, that talks about bringing a product to life because of the the sheer fact that it's so bloody hard to get money and, and that's that's why kickstarter projects like this or kickstarter becomes the the best way to raise money in this sense it's more a test to see if people want it or not. Yeah. You know, like we could go to the bank and probably get the money if you really, really wanted to. But why? We, we've. Then you're in the hole for $385,000 that no one, no one wants to And No one wants it. Yeah, you right. know, so this is a good test of, to test the marketplace to see if uh, this is something that people actually want. It's, it's very. It's, this, is for, this is really an early adopter product. Totally. People, totally. people who are into tech who love their dogs 
um, you kind of yeah, it's 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 for those guys. See, and it's a- also to show that you know Squeaker are just some company that imports crappy products from China. Mm-hmm. We're actually a real business that you know are thinking about. You know the future of technology. We consider ourselves a technology company with a focus on pets. See, I'm a, I'm a, a, pet I'm a with focus terrible, on terrible pessimist, and I look at it and think, fifty-five grand, you're smashing it. But what if you only got to sixty or seventy? And wouldn't you wouldn't you look at it and go, for sixty or seventy, we we could bring the basic buddy to market, shouldn't we? At least start there. Is that something that goes in through the considerations uh, as you go through the Kickstarter project? Yeah, it makes a good point. And you know what? If that happened, we probably would produce it. Yeah. And but so, the so thing but is, kicks, I want to know. The current Kickstarter works in, in the, because I've only ever been part of The, the bar couple, is but, raised so high right now yeah. that if you go in with a product, that's what the whole point of this was, that we did have a product that was very basic. It was an RGB LED dog collar that you could uh, control with your app. Yep. Right? Yep, and yep. we looked at each other and said, it's not good enough. We'll get slaughtered on here. And what's, we want, we're, we're all for the advancement of technology yep. and that sort of stuff. So, why, why not just go go in go 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 in go or, hard or go go hard or go home that's it how do you protect yourself you've now got i've always thought this with these kind of products and projects you've now put your entire life on the line you you've published it you've you've shown everyone what you think it can do yep. how are you protected from you know some other dodgy brother going yeah we can make that and um, you know just going and making it and bringing it to market how does that operate in regards to patents, yeah, or in regards to just well, patents for a start. Do you cover yourself with patents before you go down this path? You can't actually patent the combination of technology, but there are utility patents that have been taken out on certain design elements and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're always going to get copied. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> We've been copied already with our basic product. Yeah, you know, just we just we're the, the sort of company that want to be ahead of the curb all the time. We've already got an array of products that integrate with Buddy that are almost. That are, we are already been developing at the, almost the same rate that we've been developing Buddy. So things like automated doggy doors and that sort of stuff that integrate with with Buddy. So you've got a whole sort of home automation you've, system. You've got an ecosystem out. because the dog, uh, the the Buddy, the the doggy door, I guess is, and I again I don't have a pet, but it's open all the time. But with a with a Buddy, it could it could be uh, controlled can, by the fact that it knows the the that the right dog is standing at the door and unlocks the door. Correct, and like cats and all that sort of stuff, you know. Right. We've, we've actually, in the, without giving too much away, we, you know, there's, yeah, there's, the, the doggy door is a bit more than your average doggy door with just an automated lock. You've got sure. sort of automatic frosting glass and that sort of stuff that will tell a dog that it can't walk through so it doesn't bash its head against the door every time. Yeah, yeah, that it yeah. tries to go in when you want to, you know, lock it off. So there's a little exclusive for you right there so what is uh, that's good i like it what's yeah. what has surprised you most about the kickstarter thus far is it the fact that two people jumped on and went with a nearly three thousand dollar worth of package and uh and are, and are looking to obviously have 10 or more and i don't i guess on sell them or is it the 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 success at the lower end what 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 have you what have you been surprised by um i'm not really sure i've, so, I've been surprised by how many people um are asking whether whether it'll fit their cat and um yeah. The easy answer is <laughs> absolutely. It'll it'll fit your cat um, effectively, but you know our 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 focus here is dogs. Um, their behaviour patterns are different. They're they're I wouldn't say more active than cats, but they're certainly um, they're certainly different in in the sense where you know they'll they'll mope around and you know do their own thing, and cats will sort of try to escape and get out there. Mm. So and if you need you know, uh, if you need an illuminated 
uh, collar for your cat because you're walking your cat. You need. Yeah, actually, we get a lot of questions about we get a lot of questions about cat owners um, asking if we can do eliminated collars for them. We're like, we do have an extra small version in the pooch, like the original. Uh, model, but we actually did. Uh, originally, we we actually went down that road and did a bit of research about it, and um, it wasn't a great idea to have cats visible at night because they are an animal that relies on stealth. Yes, and yes. they actually became a target for predators if you actually put cats on it. So we didn't want to have that. <laughs> On our hands, so we just said, all right, we'll just focus on dogs, and that's what we've done. So the big pitch for dog owners today is yep. <clears throat> there's about 20-odd 20, 20 days left of the Kickstarter. The yep. the minimum available price to get um, a genuine buddy that's not uh, – so the, the actual product is looks like it's $245. There's still a bunch of those to go. So for mm. $245, you're going to get uh, the, the bells and whistles um, that's buddy that's going to sell for – more like five hundred odd dollars in the future. This is that. This is that getting an early thing. You're basically getting it at half price. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. We're going to try out. You know, if we get if we can scale and we can buy volume, you know, we can lower that recommended retail price. Sure. But this is the most honest Kickstarter campaign you'll find on Kickstarter right now. Two hundred and forty-five dollars gets you a buddy with GPS, Bluetooth, a display screen, Wi-Fi base station, accelerometer. It's all there, shipped to your door. When if I lay down two forty five today, and I've got a cute little dog that I want to take for walks and get all this great advantages from, when mm-hmm. will I get my buddy? We're in the uh, under promise over deliver business, mm-hmm. right? So we're saying a year. We're going to try our hardest to get it under a year. Mm-hmm. But with the development time and the testing, you got to remember these things have to hold back a dog, and we're the only um, smart collar in the market that's offering a uh, D-ring, a traditional D-ring where you can attach your leash to it. Mm. All these other guys, you have to actually attach another collar collar. to walk them at night or whenever, day, whenever you have to walk them. So um, there's a lot of material testing that needs to go in there. We've done a lot of that already, but, you know, I don't know. You can never do too much testing, put it that way. So we want to give ourselves the full year, right? And we say it in our pitch. We just say, look, we just want to do it right. We're not into like doing things by halves, and we don't want to have a disappoint, dis- disappointing product at the end of it because people are putting their hard-earned cash down, and also it's bad for business. So, And for those listening that don't regularly do Kickstarter or have never been to Kickstarter, don't know what it is, when you go to kickstarter.com and you search for Buddy the Dog Collar and you find the pledge and you put down $245, mm-hmm. um, the money is taken out of your account only when the, the, um, the, the project is fully funded. Is that correct? That's right. And, right. so and, you, and by fully account. funding, by fully funding, so if another, you know, two, three, four hundred people put the money down and, and whatever rate, and you end up getting to $385,000, everyone's money is taken out. What's the, uh, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Is it that, um, that down the track you, you realize the whole thing's not, it's just not possible, not feasible, not, doesn't happen? How does that work for, for people that put down their money? Is that just a, is that part of the risk of a Kickstarter? I actually have no we, idea. We're not we're not a high risk group of guys. We've planned everything to the nth degree. So we've we've our numbers are tight. This is why we're asking for such a big pledge mm. because we can, with the money, if people want it and there's demand for it, and we get that goal, you're going to get it, and you're going to get it exactly how it is in the video. Mm. There is no compromise. We don't want to build crappy products. We want to build. This is human grade stuff we're building for dogs, and mm. no one's done it before. So why not be the first? Hey, last question: the GPS uh, tracking version. 
wh- who, where's the SIM card? How does that uh, integrate with the with the mobile networks? Do you do you sign up for a plan to put a SIM card in it? Um, we'll, we will have the option to put your own SIM card in, mm-hmm. and we'll also be offering a um, a SIM card on launch as well. Yeah, right. Okay. So it does have. I was just. I, I couldn't quite see through all the reading that I did. I couldn't quite see that. Uh, I saw something that talked about it being compatible with a bunch of quad band networks and all this kind of stuff, but I couldn't quite see that it absolutely would. Literally, so and and let's just and that was one of the things that came up on the radio a couple of times today. You know, you should never need to have the worry of losing your dog ever again. Dog jumps the fence, goes for a run. Um, you know, not only do you get an alert because you've put you've drawn a circle on a map around your block to say the dog shouldn't be outside this block because that's where I walk it, but you know where it is because you can look on a map and see where the dog is. You can you can track down your dog. You know, we're not we're not actually selling a dog collar. We're selling peace of mind. So. What you're getting is peace of mind. You know where your dog is. You know it's going to be as safe as it possibly can possibly be without you being there yourself. Oh, I want for my kids. <laughs> Do you know how many people have said that? Buy it. Put your pledge down. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go. You go. <laughs> you're either going to need, need to make them belt. You're going to need. You're going to need to make them belt size or wrist size. <laughs> I don't know. But but you know what? Um, and we're digressing heavily here. I understand, but. You know, I saw at CES two years ago a little thing uh, called Philip, I think it was, but it was a watch for kids that was integrated with the AT&T network, and it was it was such a good idea. But it's never come to Australia because we're not we don't have the scale. We're, we're just not big enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I still believe that that parents and kids would get great benefit from a product like that that simply gave peace of mind in this tragically over-regulated nanny state world that we live in. Um, my son will never just go frigging around the park and the and the, the block like I used to do as a kid. It just won't happen. But right. um, I, I would feel so good about the world if, if I could just go, mate, yeah, go, just, mate, go visit your mates. I don't care. Go down the road. And I could just know where he was if I was worried. Just such a good thing. So well, you, you might be onto something bigger than that. Technology. Yeah, well, mate, get on to it. Anyway, let's get you the three eighty five thousand first for the dogs. All right. Absolutely. All right. It's very. It's, I love. I love your. I love your packaging. I think you've done an amazingly good job presenting as a professional product. Um, I love your honesty, um, and I, I really in, enjoy the fact that you 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 genuinely believe that you are you have confidence in not only achieving the goal but but beating the goal and, and bringing the product to market and i hope we're talking in uh, in a year from now and you and where you don't know you i'll go to melbourne and you can show me the buddy thing working and because i don't have a dog and i don't want to get a dog so i'll have to come visit all right you're missing out you need to get one buddy Man, i've got three kids i don't need another thing all right <laughs> all right guys thanks very much for the chat and uh, and good luck with it thanks, thanks so much thanks for your time trev cheers If you've got a question about technology, jump on the phone, one eight hundred one five seven one five seven or the website and just send me an email. Uh, EFTM.com.au. G'day, Steve. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good buddy, what can I do for you? Yeah, um I've got a very challenging uh Wi Fi environment in my house where it's a solid brick house, mm. a flat tin roof, and the modem at one end of the house. Well, what are you doing that but- for? Is there no way you can put the modem in the middle? No, not uh, easily. Okay. But anyway, I bought at your recommendation a Netgear Nighthawk modem router, router yep. modem, whatever. Yep. And it works really well, so I'm happy. But Beautiful. It com- it comes with two channels. Uh, I think it's a two and a half and a yep. five gig. Yep, I know the way. 
So when you've got your network um, name, if it was called Steve's Network, it says Steve's Network, and then there's another one that says Steve's Network dash five G. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now I've got ranging from a new um, Apple MacBook Pro with AC technology um, as one new computer. Yep. Uh, MacBook Air and a uh, couple iPads and iPhones, all with the old N technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to work out what's the best way to distribute them across the two bands. Well, look, the the basic principle that I keep banging on about, which, as I've said before, was um, you know first said to me by Patrick Lowe, the, the boss and the founder of Netgear, is that your network is only as fast as the slowest device connected to it. So you're already on track. You've got the basics, so you're thinking about it. Bottom line, your, um, your 5G network, make that all the new stuff, as new as you can get. And then the other network make that pretty much everything else. And what you can do is kind of start with everything on the 2G network. And then, because in reality... What do you mean by 2G? You mean the, 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 the basic one. Yeah, the, the, the one that doesn't have the dash 5G. Okay? Right. So if you connect everything to that and nothing to the dash 5G network, then, yes. you know, everything will work. It'll all be fine. But then what I would do is first and foremost, don't think about speed, think about usage. So if you've got a, um, a device that you stream m- m- uh, videos or, or movies or something to, put that one up on the 5G. Um, right. Uh, if the, you've got a device that you use primarily, uh, more than any other device, put that on the 5G. So in, in my household, for example, it's pretty much just my my phone, don't tell my wife, pretty much just my phone, the Apple TV, the Fetch uh, is not plugged, not wireless, so it's plugged in. I think I put the Foxtel on the on the 5G so that I've just basically got a network that's a little bit less cluttered. More than any, it's not really about speed, it's about having less clutter so that I'm not going to get issues with um, interference and buffering and things like that. So first and foremost, that's what I'd do. And then if you feel that you're not getting good performance, then it's kind of like a trial and error thing. Turn a few things off and work out which ones are causing the problems and, and move them to, the, to, to one or the other network because it really doesn't dramatically matter which network is which. It's not like you're going to notice massive speed from one or the other. Have you got ADSL or cable? ADSL. So, you know, we're talking about slow internet for starters. So it's not like, you know, blistering speed is being throttled by your Wi-Fi network. No, it's about 10 megabits. Yeah, so you're really trying to create a more of a quality of service relationship with your devices and the modem. So, yeah, I would split them out so that you've basically got your, your premium devices, whether they're the newest or they're the ones that are used or use the most traffic on one network and everything else on another. And then just slowly maybe pop one between there and see what difference it makes. You probably won't notice a huge amount of difference in most cases because you're only getting the 10 meg. But if you connect, one, if one of your devices is super slow, you will absolutely notice that it's not capable of, of great speed and it will allow you to um, uh, sl- you know, slow everything else down. So. Just as a question, isn't the, the 2.5 inherently longer range than the 5? Um, yes, there is. In theory, the, the 2.5 will go longer, but the, the, but the Nighthawk has beam forming. So you could actually get better distance out of either network when you consider um, the, the mobiles utilising the beam forming technology of the Nighthawk. So 
don't think specifically about a circular range. Um, th- think about the, the actual technology in that router that's going to really power the devices as they need it. And, you know, it sounds, okay. sounds pretty good that you've immediately with just that device got a better outcome for the home. There is yeah, no... I just had a, a Telstra standard modem and that really didn't do it down the yeah. end of the house at all. Well, so, so how many bars were you getting? Any, any coverage down one end? The other end? The, the, no, no, it literally wouldn't work. And, the, and so how many bars modem. are you getting now, the Wi-Fi? Uh, two to three, I think. Yeah, uh, and you know what? It doesn't even sound like you need a range extender because especially with that speed, you're not, you're not probably sacrificing a huge amount. You are going to get much slower speeds down the other end of the house, but, um, hey, at least you've got coverage. So yeah, I used to have a range extender, but I've, 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 I've uh, turned it off. Yeah, right. Well... Uh, it sounds like a good outcome regardless. But, you know, it is a bit of trial and error in the moving of the devices. But as a general rule, old versus new on each network. And, and also just think about that, that, that usage. So if you had an Apple TV, I'd be trying to put that up on, on, a, on a network of its own at, at the very least um, with, it, with the newer devices. Right, right. All right. Just on another yep. subject, I know you're into drones, um, I went to a, a drone racing event a couple of weeks ago, which was very interesting. Are you a racing racer yourself, or are you just a, a spectator? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, sort of getting into it. Uh, where was the right Where was the event ones. held? What's that? Sorry, where, where was the event held? At a uh, go kart track in Moorabbin in Melbourne. Did they actually fly the go kart track, or did they set up something separate and it was just a good indoor? venue no no the, they tried to follow the go-kart track although there were no um no walls yeah yeah but no flags or anything to dodge around so mm. it was a little bit loose but um <laughs> and those five four or five would start at a time and you had to do five laps and pretty much if you finished you'd win because there were so <laughs> many crashes and were they all people that had built their own or were they bringing yeah they're all home built. There was one for sale, of the, you know, an off-the-shelf one, not being flown, and they all had analog TV um, goggles because they're the only ones that are quick enough in real time to to fly the drones. So yeah, the right. digital digital ones, are, even though they're pretty quick, they're just not fast enough. So they've got old pal analog TV um, goggles and so on. Wow. Wow. And so you're thinking about getting into that style of drone racing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I'd give it a go. Um, it, it looks like really good fun, and there's a lot of YouTube videos. There was an American World Championships recently I saw in um, America where it's an Australian guy did very well. Uh, so it's, I think it's up-and-coming sport. I love the idea of the go-kart track. That's a great idea for venues. I know they're using car parks and things like that, but... The go kart track is indoor and in the evening, and the, mm. you can sit up at the back with a glass and have a beer and watch, you know, the, the races, and so it's quite safe for the the viewers. And there's TVs upstairs relaying what the the flyers are, are, are seeing and their goggles. Jeez. Or if you, some people had their own goggles so they could just watch what the pilot is doing directly. So you could basically kind of tune into their. Their return signal is channel. That yeah. Wow! Right. Cool. Wow, that is awesome. So, there was about a hundred people there, I reckon. Jeez! Wow. And where was that? At, at some oh, 
in Moorabbin in Melbourne at an uh, indoor go-kart track right, okay. in, the, in the evening. I'll have to keep my eye out for a similar thing in, uh, in New South Wales, in Sydney. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing it somewhere. No doubt. All right, mate. Well, uh, on your recommendation, okay. I'll check it out. Good on you, Steve. No worries. Thanks, Trevor. Good on you, mate. And uh, if you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology in your life, jump on the website, eftm.com.au. Sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie He's the kind of guy we picked on at school And it wasn't fair but he don't care He's cool today Call him techie Trevor Long is such a nerd Check him out if you need the proof Call him techie Yep, don't have a clue. Got nothing. Um, if you are interested in winning your share in $15,000 worth of prizes, um, today, Tuesday, is the 11th of August, and uh, I'm giving away a Lenovo laptop. That'll be gone by the time you um, you hear this. Tomorrow we have a, a biker, women's bike, from uh, Nixie Cycles, or Nixie, Nixie Calls. I can't bloody pronounce it. We've got a Logitech UE Boom. Uh, we've got a Netgear Nighthawk later this week. We've got a Casio watch, a G-Watch, a G-Shock's beautiful on the weekend. A, a Lenovo tablet. Another, <coughs> excuse me, another watch on Monday. A Garmin uh, Nuvi Cam. So the, the sat-nav with a dash cam in it uh, next week. Arlo cameras. They're all happening just in the next week. Uh, and then it goes on all month. More. I've got a lawnmower. I've got fitness trackers. I've got tablets. I've got laptops. I've got watches. I've got speakers. I've got Wi-Fi, range extenders. I've got everything for you. And all you've got to do is follow uh, EFTM in some way, shape, or form on social media. You will find out every day how we're giving things away. Today it's on Instagram. Tomorrow it might be on Facebook. The next day it might be on Twitter. But follow me, uh, Trevor Long, at Trevor Long on Twitter. Uh, follow EFTM, at EFTM. On Instagram, I am at Trevor Long AU. <sighs> the kid with that Trevor Long. He doesn't know. I mean, I could send him a beautiful thing. I'd, I'd send him a watch. I'd send him a Casio G-Shock watch if you just give me that bloody username uh, and on Facebook uh, just search for EFTM or go to facebook.com forward slash EFTM online um, that is all I would love to hear your feedback on the dog collar the buddy dog collar um, let me know whether you are tipping in whether you know that's something you're going to put in I'd love to know I'd love to know how successful that can be um, and frankly I'd love to know how successful it can be based on just this one show um, we'll give it we'll give it a bit of a whack if you've got a dog sign up give them Put a pledge in. Get one. You're very cool. Uh, you're listening to Your Tech Life. You can listen each and every week. So easy to do. Um, just get Pocket Cast or the podcast app or Overcast or whatever that person said earlier. It was a very cool sounding app. And uh, subscribe each and every week to Your Tech Life. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading.